0: How about now? Is it still gonna spike uncontrollably? Or can we keep this in a manageable level? I'm sorry you guys, I've been messing with this microphone. Uh, before we get started, uh, I just wanna give a friendly reminder that I posted my old special that is now a new special on YouTube, it's called Dancing with Drunks. Uh, we premiered it on November 1st, last Sunday, and it's already closing in on 50,000 views. It's already outpacing modern Mail, which is super exciting. Go watch it, but more importantly than watching it, I set up a fundraiser for it for Toys for Tots. So go watch it, go donate, and you know, <laughs> there's no follow-up. They just do those things. Do those things because they help. Uh, other things you can do to help support me, uh, subscribe to the podcast. More importantly, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Zoltan and then look into being a member. Join the YouTube channel. Uh, it's like Patreon. There's three different levels you can sign in on, and I talk about this on every episode, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing it. So I'm not going to explain it. If this is your first time, I'm sorry. Listen to the other episodes where I break it down in, uh, you know, in more detail. But that's not necessary, because we got a wild, wild episode. The world is crazy, and this is the most normal that I felt. Let's get to this episode, huh? Why don't we quit wasting time? It's time. Hit the music. <coughs> This, this week we Zoltan. Zoltan. Hey everybody, welcome to the show, welcome to This Week in Zoltan, coming at you from, uh, I'm coming at you from Appleton, Appleton, Wisconsin. I decided to travel to a battleground state after a battleground election, and that's where I find myself. I'm at the beautiful Courtyard Marriott in Appleton, and in case anyone's looking to kill me, don't worry, I'm going to post this after I'm gone. I'm not giving out my room number. It's 666. I am the demon. Uh, What? I wasn't even going to do an episode this week because the world's crazy. Is it crazy or did we just have an election that was close? Is that the closest election of all time? I still have the news on. And it's 54,000. I don't know why Alaska's on there. Oh, it's because I have it on Fox News. So they're showing Alaska because they're going in alphabetical order. A-L-A-R? Yeah, because Arizona's next. They are going in alphabetical order. Um, 54,000 votes separates Alaska. 40,000 votes separates Arizona. 1,500 votes separates Georgia, 20,000 Nevada, 76,000 North Carolina's a little more. Pennsylvania 13,000. I mean, are are all elections this close or was I not paying attention the last time? Was I just looking at the popular vote and the electoral and trying to make sense of it, it's insane. It's insane, and we're here. And I am in a, uh, I'm in a swing state, and I got to tell you, this is a swing state. It's down the middle. I think I forgot what the split was in Wisconsin as far as who voted for who, but it was close, and it was evident. I landed at the Appleton International Regional County Airport. Yesterday I hopped in my rental car and it's about a 20, 25 minute drive from the airport to this hotel. And I got it. I got to be honest. I saw an even number of Trump banners and Biden banners on. And I'm like, oh, this is a battleground. This is a battleground city in a battleground state. And just wow. What an emotional roller coaster. I think everyone in America is going to need a therapist after this week. Whether you're on the yay side or the this is a fraud side. I think we all, after this election, this election should bring us all together. Because if you're upset now, you understand how people felt in 16. And if you're happy now, you remember how you felt in 16. So, we should be able to come together and sympathize with one another. With, uh, on the, forget politics, just the mere shock factor. Okay, because in 16, people that were not a fan of the president currently uh, were just blown away by the results of the 2016 election. And in kind, the people that are a fan of the president were put on a roller coaster because they were up by a mile on Tuesday and then all those mail-in ballots started coming in and it more than even the score it just pushed it over so that's the thing you know it looks like Biden is gonna be our president let's not shoot each other over it can we just kinda get back to being Americans or are we just gonna still be divided can we get back to just you know you know you know what I mean? Just be Americans. Be like, let's hate each other based on which football team we like, as opposed to who we think the other voted for in the election. I think it's possible because now we've both felt the excitement of a win. Not that it's over, but it looks like it's over at the time of this recording, and we've both both felt the excitement or the defeat. The deflation of a loss. So as far as I see, it we're on an even ground. We know what this feels like, and I think this is time that we come together. We both know what it feels like, both ways. It's the time we come together and we go back to a way uh, you know America used to be, where we used to hate each other based on you know football team affiliations and not politics. I think it's possible. I think we can do it. And can we go back to being allowed to be making fun of the president? I was thinking about what I was going to talk about on this episode, and that was the thing I kept thinking about. I was sitting on the toilet here at the uh, at the uh, Courtyard Marriott, dropping a, uh, a coffee duke, and the, the thing I want back is being able to make fun of the president without, like, infuriating people. And I think Biden can do that, because... Bidens easily make funnable. Like, I don't know if anyone voted for Biden. I think they were mainly voting against Trump and he just happened to be the other person on the ballot, which also I think shows the extreme dislike that Hillary Clinton had four years ago, but that's a whole another story. The thing I'm hoping that American, America can get back to is making fun of the president. Like, I grew up in the 90s when I would stay up late and watch Jay Leno and David Letterman Past my bedtime, and I watched him make fun of Bill Clinton. I don't remember him. He cheated on his wife with that one girl, and then he said I didn't do it. And then we found out she did. It, he did it, and she did it, and they both did it. And they made fun of him because he's like a liar, and he had that tether, and I can't do the a Clinton, but you know, it was fun. And then after that, Bush came along, and we made fun of that guy because he sounded dumb, and I think he couldn't spell potato, and he got hit by a shoe and he choked on a pretzel. There was stuff to make fun of. And then Obama comes along and he had a weird cadence. He sounded smooth, but he had a weird cadence. He had big ears. He uh, he also changed colors during his eight years as president. I think the stress of the job was weighing on him and he left kind of gray. We got to make fun of the president. And then Trump came in and I felt like, I don't know, like every comic was like, dude, if I make fun of Trump, there might be a riot or something it's like it's it's like every any time you make fun of the president it's like a it's like a political vote or something and it's not making fun of the president is one of the most american things you can do that's one of the things that makes this country so great there are countries on this planet where if you make fun of the leadership i think they throw you in prison maybe they beat you maybe they kill you america's great you can make fun of the most powerful person and go look at this dope but for the last four years, you know, we, comedians, we haven't been able to make fun of them. So can we go back to that now? It's like America served us up the biggest punchline to poke fun at. I'm not even talking about its policies. I'm just talking about physically, verbally, mentally. They served us up this punchline, and then they said, You can't make fun of them, otherwise that's like we're casting you off the entertainment island if you make fun of this guy. You know what that's like? That's like growing up in a family where your parents always let you have junk food. All the junk food you wanted and then one day they came home with a triple layer ice cream cake with frosting that says eat me on it and candles and fireworks to let you know it's coming in and then when they bring it in they look at all the children, they look at you and they go, this is our first day eating healthy for the rest of our lives and then they Dump that ice cream cake into the trash. That's what it felt like being a comedian when Trump got elected, because he there was so much to poke fun at, and the country went. You don't make fun of him. It's like what the guy that's the easiest to poke at. You're not no. It's a no. So can we go back with it now that we have Biden in the office? Can we make fun of that guy? He's got horrible eyelids. He paid for those. He paid for his eyelids. Look at his eyelids. They called him Sleepy Joe. Well, he had to fix his eyelids to keep him awake. He's got a son that loves cocaine. Can we go back to making fun of the president? That's my big plea. That's my hope. That is my hope uh... for the next four years. If it turns out to be that way, which it seems like it is. I don't want to call it premature victory, but it it seems to be trending in that direction. And if it doesn't, and then somehow Uh, Trump ends up winning all these states that are left. Uh, This video will be ten times funnier. But um, my hope for 2021 through 2024 is we can go back to making fun of the presidency. It's what it's there for, all right? That's why our forefathers left the United Kingdom, because over there you couldn't make fun of the queen. You couldn't make fun of that bloated old lady, because they would throw you in jail. I don't even know if this is true, but I'm assuming so comedians court jesters left England along with the pilgrims and they came to the United States so they're like hey when we get some leadership we're gonna make fun of them and they started with the first president I'm sure the first president they probably made fun of uh, George Washington's dumb wig and his wooden teeth and his house I went to his house Mount Vernon shouldn't be a museum it's only a museum because it's old Nothing to look at there. No cable, no Wi-Fi. A lot of wood for nothing is what that house is. Please can we go back to making fun of the president. It's what this country was built on. It's what this country needs, and I think it can bring us together. <laughs> I don't know if, it's that, if that's true, but I, uh, I definitely hope so. It was a whirlwind, man. Tuesday, I went and voted on Monday. Um, I went to an elementary school, that's where my polling place was across the street, I went and voted, and I, uh, I got asked like 50 times to volunteer at the election center, like to help people vote, and I'm like no, and I was like who would agree to help, sure enough it's all elderly people, it's all sweet retired people, I showed up and it reminded me of me working at the retirement home, just these friendly elderly faces going would you like a marker young man (laughs) and here's your ballot and here's your would you like two stickers that's who got two voted stickers because I have plenty you take as many as you want and I'm like this is great this is exactly who should be here in fact they were so friendly at the polls I was like uh, could these elderly people please volunteer to go work at the DMV Could these elderly people please volunteer to go work at the county courthouse where you have to stand in line for divorces? Can you please? Because those are some angry mugs over there. But these friendly old faces, just like, oh, we're so happy you're here. Like, so many other government positions need that kind of attitude. So I went and voted, and then uh, we went out uh, celebrating a comedian fellow friend of mine, Dustin Nickerson's birthday. We were gonna drink the night away on election night, and it did not look good on election night. It looked like it was going the other way, and I was like, "Wow, okay, I didn't guess that." And then we were, we sat by the fire uh, at the chiminaria at my place, and then the next day we wake up and things are looking different now. Like Florida was, I think Florida was still in play at the time. Florida is always, I tweeted this, but I feel this way because Florida was going back and forth and then ended up going to Trump. But Florida is like America's stepfather, where we don't accept them as our own and our feelings towards them flip-flop depending on each decision that they make. Just like a true stepfather, you know? It's like, I'm never going to call you dad But there are some days I love you and some days I wish you never came into my life. And that's the state of Florida. And it seems like Florida pops in every four years, every election. They're one of the swing states and they were one this year too. And just a real stepfathery vibe to the state of Florida as far as elections go. And then you go to visit Florida and it's pretty much a penis-shaped state with a bunch of stepfathers in it. There are a lot of stepfathers in Florida. Especially in that Tallahassee Panhandle up there. There's a lot of stepfathers up in Florida. So that's how the night started. And then, or that's how the next morning started. And then after that, it was Michigan and Wisconsin and where I am now. And then Nevada and Arizona, they're still figuring it out. Georgia, what a comeback. Like the comeback in Georgia, I think made us all feel what Atlanta Falcons fans felt in that Super Bowl against the Patriots when they were up 27 to 3 or something and then ended up losing the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, this election I feel put, puts us all on even ground. We both know the thrill of victory and the deflation of defeat. If there was ever a time for an olive branch to reach across to our brother on the other side of the political aisle, I feel like it's now. I might be wrong, but I feel like it's now. Anyway, that's, that's been the week. I, uh, I flew out here last night, or yesterday. Um, early morning flight I saw... I don't know if anyone's been lucky enough. On my flight out here, I had uh, Rey Mysterio. Pro wrestling legend was on my flight. I don't know if I've talked about pro wrestling enough on this podcast. Huge pro wrestling fan here. Been a... Ray Mysterio Jr., if you don't know, he's been a wrestler uh, since the 90s. So I grew up watching this guy. He was in first class, and I recognized him as I was passing through. And he is probably actually one of the reasons I didn't get an upgrade into first class, because they were spacing out all the seats on Delta. Which, by the way, shout out to Delta. I think you're one of the only airlines left that's still, like, spacing people out so there's, like, no one in your row. Like, American and Spirit and all the other airlines are like, no, 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 we're jamming them in there. You're getting the virus on this flight. But Delta's cool, so they space everybody out. So Ray Mysterio was up in first class, and I saw him as I was boarding the flight. I didn't see him at the gate because I wasn't looking for him, you know? And he's a little fella. He's not big. He's like 5'5. He's a high flyer. He's very athletic. He's like, a, like if you don't know anything about pro wrestling, imagine if someone who did parkour did pro wrestling. He's a slight individual. And um, as I was walking on, I saw him. And I was like, oh. And as I passed him, just to make sure, I looked at his back because he has a bunch of notable tattoos. And I'm like, that's him. And then I sat and dealt to comfort. Thank you, Rey Mysterio, for probably taking my first class seat. Uh, I'm sure he has more delta miles than I do. And uh, the rest of the flight, I was trying to find a way where I could say hello to him that wouldn't be awkward. And even if it wasn't COVID times, I don't think there was a way. But during COVID times, it's definitely awkward to say hi to a celebrity. Because how are you going to do it from six feet away with your mask on? You got to yell through a mask from a distance as a grown adult that I'm a big fan. (laughs) <laughs> I got, and I, I, I ended up talking myself out of it. Really what helped is I didn't take any of the uh, adult beverages they offered in Delta Comfort. Because if I had like two vodka sodas in me, I would have yelled through that mask. I would have yelled through that mask while sitting in my seat six rows behind him. Rey Mysterio! Big fan! Big fan! And uh, you know what? We can all go without that. I don't think Ray Mysterio needs that in in his life. I don't think I do. What am I watching now? I'm watching the news here. Joe Biden expands lead in Philadelphia. There's a crowd gathering. Oh boy. Is this the start of the Civil War? Let's not fight. Come on. Well, first of all, there's many reasons we shouldn't have a Civil War. But the main reason is we're not in battle shape. Alright? Take a look at Americans. On both sides of the aisle. Our hearts can't handle the stress. Our bodies aren't built for battle, All right, Go look at some renderings of the people that fought in the original and only Civil War. Those people were in shape. I don't know what the obesity level was in this country in 1861, but I'm assuming it was around 0%. I think there was like one fat guy in the entire country, and now it's like 70%. We shouldn't be putting this kind of stress on our bodies and on our tickers and on our mental health to go fight each other. Please don't go into a civil war. Our bodies aren't built for it. You know what we are built for? Telling someone on the internet to go to hell. That's what we are built for. We have good fingers. We all have a natural slouch to us because we're always on our phones. Have your civil war on your phone. Find someone that disagrees with you politically and tell them to eat a bucket of it. But don't go out in the streets and fight somebody. You're going to have a heart attack. Yeah, you might win the fight, but what's the point if you have a stroke from you know high blood pressure afterwards? Don't go to war. <laughs> don't go to war with each other. And if you do go into civil war, at least wait till Monday. Because I fly home on Sunday and I need time to go get a COVID test and then to settle at home and buy some groceries so if you do start a civil war please start Monday That would really help me out just a personal request my main request is don't even do it at all just just don't just don't why why you don't need to come on that was my big plea please don't fight each other um other than that I don't know what else is going on i didn't pay attention to football i haven't set my fantasy football lineup this is the only thing i've been watching i don't know how any of them do it you know who the real heroes are other than the people counting ballots is uh... the people on the news which even though people on cnn fox news msnbc they're part of the reason we are this divided i do have to give them credit that even though they're paid millions of dollars, and I know that's a lot of money, that's way more than I'll ever make in my entire life, they stayed up for hours. Every time I clicked on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, it was the same people. It was the same anchors. And I'm like, are you, are you human? How are you pulling this off? Like, I, I, would have, I would have fallen asleep mid-sentence if I ever tried to pull any kind of hours that they just did. I perform for one hour a night. One hour. Well, tonight we got two shows. So tonight I'll be doing two hours. But for the most part, one hour a night. And then once a week, I do a 30-minute podcast. That is the most I work. I could never do a 12-hour yappity-yap shift where you're just on that board where you're like, well, this state and this county, and they're remembering all the names, and you're like... All right, well, how many are the percentage of the votes of the mail-ins are for Biden? How many are for them? All right, there's 50,000 less. He's got an 8,000 lead. Let's calculate. You're doing math on no sleep on live television in front of a touchscreen iPad-looking thing. You deserve your paycheck. Even though you are responsible for how divided this country is with your very biased uh, news information, you deserve your paycheck just for staying up for like four days straight and if there are any conspiracy theories out there that news anchors aren't human beings but they're actually aliens from another planet this election didn't help disprove that conspiracy theory cuz those people have just been on one on one even Trump and Biden they're old you don't hear from them for like 10 hours a day because you know they're unconscious maybe 14 hours a day you don't hear from either of them and then Trump will get on and have like 90 tweets and then Biden will give like one press conference but for the most part they're sleeping they just keep waking up going is this still happening when do I get my sash when's that coming in which I don't know I don't remember properly but I don't think presidents get a sash and that should be changed it's a big award, you know. <laughs> Miss Universe gets a sash. Why? Why shouldn't President of the United States? Oh boy! And there's people protesting. Oh because there's so many ballots. Isn't this the most? I think I read an article. These are the most votes ever cast in an election. I don't know if that's true. Maybe that's been proven wrong. But it's been a lot of votes, and then they haven't been able to count them. And this is what you get. You told everyone to vote, everyone voted, and who's going to count them now? That was the problem. And then there was people like the states that are still counting, like Arizona and Nevada. There's people that went up to the building where they're counting and they're like protesting. Oh, and in Detroit they did that, and Philadelphia probably. And they're like banging on the thing and they're counting. And I'm like, I don't know how good those people are at counting ballots, but if they're anything like me, I can't count and have someone distract me. That's like if I'm counting money and someone comes up to me while I'm like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and they're like, hey, Zoltan, I'm like, huh? And then i got to start over. That's probably what happened with these poor bastards trying to count ballots. They're over there going, one for Biden, one for Trump, two for Biden. Da, 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 da. And then someone's like, stop the count. And they're like, huh? And then just a bunch of ballots go flying everywhere, and they got to start from one. That would be when I would tender my resignation. Those people getting uh, accountant ballots should be getting paid as much as those people on Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC that have stayed up for like 72 hours straight reporting this election. Those people deserve some money. Can you imagine what a boring job that is, and everyone hates you? Well, I shouldn't say that. Half the country hates you, and half the country loves you, depending on the numbers that are coming out of the ballots you have. You know they're not getting paid much? They just got to like slide them out of back door like they're jurors in some mafia trial. There's going to be a hit out on them for God's sake. There's people dancing in the streets in Philadelphia. Wow. I'm telling you, this is an opportunity for us to come together. And I know if, one, if there's one thing I've learned this year is that my optimism is very misguided. And every time I think there's a piece of something happening in this country that's going to turn it around and bring us together, I've been dead wrong. The pandemic, I thought that was going to bring us together. What an idiot. That divided us. And now I think this election is going to bring us together because we've both felt, in the last four years, we've both felt all the feelings that everyone's feeling right now. We've both felt elation and defeat. So we're on even ground. If there was ever a time to reach across and have an olive branch, it's now. And based on my track record, don't bet on it. <laughs> I'm not good at picking the winner of the Super Bowl. I think I'm O for life on picking the winner for the Super Bowl. And as far as turning this country around, my optimism, I'm 0 and one maybe 0 and 10 And I just forgot the other nine things that I thought were going to bring us together. But I really feel that this is the thing. This is the thing. We have both felt both ways. Why not come together? And let us make fun of the president again. It's what makes us special, for God's sake. But, I will end with this. If there is a civil war, please wait till I get home to San Diego. I don't want to be stuck in Wisconsin, even though everyone's super friendly. Everyone smiles and says hello, which at first is, uh, is very upsetting. Because I live in San Diego, where people are nice, but they're not like that. There's too many people in San Diego for you to say hi to everybody. You're gonna get, you're gonna lose your voice, trying to say hi to everyone you walk by. But here in Wisconsin, not only do they hi- say hi, they wave. They're burning calories to welcome you to their state of cheese. And even though it's nice, I'd still like to get home before the first shots of the Civil War. So if we could make that happen, oh, I'd, I, I, I'd appreciate it one thing i want to do before we end this episode is give a special shout out to all the people that support me on youtube please go subscribe you can also join my page uh... there's three different tiers you can get in on a buck ninety-nine four ninety-nine and nine ninety-nine the nine ninety-nine level is called the cat person level and these are those awesome people that help me out diane norton laura rolfson annette bailey mary garrison quay or k i'm sorry i used to know that last name sarah zanto I- uh, Alan Nugent, Laura Hornstra, Danny Cox, Linda Roberts, Laura Nyström, Stephanie M, Julia Vina, don Ellen Chestnut, Renee Spalding, R. C. Woodshop, Craig Rappaport, Judy Dean, Marilyn R. X. Thank you so much uh, for your support. And if you'd like to support, go to YouTube, hit subscribe, and check out that join button. If you don't, it's fine. But what you can give to is please give to the Toys for Tots fundraiser that I have set up under my uh, Dancing for Drunks comedy special that I posted last Sunday. Other than that, let's use this event to bring us together. Unity, everybody. Even though deep down inside I don't think it's going to (laughs) happen. We can hope, can't we? I think we can. I think we can hope. (sighs) Who knows? This, This next episode might be coming from a bunker. (laughs) have a great week